0: Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I'm so glad to be exploring the subject with you, especially one of my favorite people groups to go after and let you hear their stories as people in the entertainment industry, because so many Christians don't realize how God is so tenderly loving on us through telling us stories. And he is positioning people in film and television and music and all these different genres so that we can be impacted. The average household spends 6 hours a day being entertained and the average Christian household spends less than 5 5 minutes a day praying. And so that means that we have a big big divide between spending spiritual time and natural time. And I I just believe that God wants to impact the entertainment industry so we can watch the Bible and we can listen to the Bible and we can be impacted and there's so many incredible stories that are 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 wanting to be told by just our christian experience that's one of the reasons why we do explain the prophetic in the first place but i have on today justin torrance and he was recently in the heart of the man if you've never seen the heart of the man movie it's amazing faith-based movie it uh, features an incredible story that will father you as you watch it and it really goes after kind of adultery pornography those kinds of things in men But at the same time, it goes through a beautiful story it tells as there's kind of documentary sound that goes back and forth to movie style. And uh, one of my friends, Paul Young, who's been on this podcast, was one of the main people that they interviewed because he has a a pretty epic, uh, hard and terrible, but then redemptive story about an affair he had gone through with his wife. And that's where the shack was birthed out of. And so he shares that. But there's a lot of other people sharing as well. So Justin, I just want to tell you a little bit about him. He was born in Chicago. He left when he was 11 years old to go to Atlanta. He relocated with his family. He didn't pursue anything in acting, you guys, until he was 30 years old, his 30th birthday. That's when he had his first day of actor training in Hawaii. We're going to go through that whole story. We're going to have an extended podcast for you today because I wanted to get the whole story at once. Instead of doing two or three, I wanted to do the whole story at once. But he was a youth pastor in Chicago for about six years after his initial YWAM training and, uh, and also Bible School. And then he started to become a stunt actor after he uh, went through the YWAM film uh, school. He started becoming a stunt actor. And then he got to be uh, behind the camera in a couple of different roles. And then eventually he got his first breakout role, which is this movie Heart of Man. And now he's doing acting full time. So I'm going to encourage you guys. You're going to love his story. You're going to love who he is. You're going to love him as an actor to watch the movie and see just the talent that he carries and how he shows off this role so well that he played in this movie. At the same time, I love his God journey behind the scenes and you're going to hear some of those stories. Before we get to Justin, we have a product announcement we have for you that I think you're going to really enjoy. You know, the prophetic is something you really have to grow into and you have to take a deliberate, intentional pursuit to go on this journey to hear God this way. And I've created a devotional. It's a 90-day journey into the prophetic where we take excerpts from books like *Translating God and God's Secrets and the other books that I've written and we put them together with questions that will cause you to reflect on different subjects you may not have ever thought this way before. I wanna encourage you to get Exploring the Prophetic Devotional now at a retailer near you. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic I'm so glad, Justin, that we finally get to talk. Now, we've tried this. this is This our second <laughs> yeah. time we tried this, and the first time it just this was the like, bump, So yeah. it means it's going to be really good. You know, sometimes technology breaks down around the theme of somebody who has a real story to tell, and we need it to tell. And I'm not a big warfare person, but you know, every once in a while, there's like, I want to hear your story. I want to hear what's going on. Mm. And we didn't get to. So I'm glad you're on. Thanks for part two.
1: Dude, thanks for having me, and and as I mentioned, uh, I think I posted something on Instagram. Last time I had, you know, I'm an actor, right, so I have my lights set up in my room, and I got my cool chair out, and I'm looking slick, and I got all set up for the interview last time, and then you guys were like, oh, by the way, bro, this is an audio interview, and I was (laughs) turned red, but you couldn't see it.
0: We are gonna be starting, uh, actually, an industry podcast that's gonna be video and audio next year in 2019. And so oh, uh, so when we have that, we would love for you to be on it and we promise to make <laughs> yeah. you look good on our cameras.
1: <laughs> oh, awesome, man. Thank you. That's a deal. That's a deal. That's so
0: funny. Well, I mean, I, I'm glad I get to talk to you because you know I just went through in the intro just what you've been working on and who, who you are a little bit. But I mean, there's nothing like people actually getting to hear from you. I mean, you're yeah. an actor slash filmmaker, but actor who is yeah. really going after an industry. You live in Atlanta, right?
1: Yeah, I live in Atlanta, Georgia.
0: But you're you're kind of operating right now in the mainstream world, not just I know Atlanta has its its own hub of film, but how yeah. did you get into this? Like what what possessed you besides the Spirit of God to go after yeah. entertainment industry stuff, especially being from where you're from? It's not like yeah. everyone moves to LA and becomes an actor. Like what happened?
1: Yeah. Man, honestly I you know, I was um, I was writing an excerpt for a book. Um, recently, and I was thinking back through it was, the story was the stories were about identity, and I was thinking through, like, man, like, where did I pick up this acting thing along the way? And I, I traced it back and back and back, and I think it was when I was, probably about. Ten years old, and uh, I was exposed to like my first Jean Claude Van Damme movie, Oh yeah. <laughs> and and I immediately I'm like I want to do that, like I want to be an action star. I want <laughs> to be a karate guy in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's when it first started for me. Um, but I, I didn't do anything with acting. It, um, you know, like a little church play Until here you were or there. Like, 30. And then,
0: like you, you were like thirty years yeah. old before you started.
1: Yeah, it, it was wild, man. It was actually my first day of acting class. Very unintentionally, uh, on my part, was on my thirtieth birthday, as a matter of fact. Wow! Which um, it's it's a pretty significant thing, you know. Pe- you know, not that Jesus is actually thirty, maybe he was when he started his ministry, but you know, it's just something that kind of floats around in our circle is this kind of year of significance, you know. Yeah. And for that um, Sorry, kind of stepping, in some ways, yeah. Yeah, like a rite of passage. You're walking into like more authority and stuff, and, I, and then, but at the same time, it didn't feel like a very authoritative place because I was the oldest guy in this acting school and with no experience. And man, that was that no, was not that back easy. In Chicago? Six months. That was actually in Hawaii. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. I Ended up, and and you know, I know we're j- going to jump into a little bit more of hearing the voice of God, and so you'll find out um, more details about how I ended up out there, but. Uh, yeah, youth of the mission has um, has a university out there called University of the Nations, their training branch. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've met David, David Cunningham, and I I've yeah. heard some of his vision. Was that with David Cunningham?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, so I guess I can kind of jump into um, into that a little bit. You know, since we're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord and how I ended up, so I, I did end up working with David for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Do you want to go that way now? Should we go that direction? Yeah, let's go there. Um, yeah, so, so I, yeah, I ended up doing this acting school in Hawaii, um, but like the journey from like when I was a kid to that first day of acting school on my 30th birthday, um, really didn't involve much acting at all. I think that, I think the biggest thing I would have done would have been, um, the biggest thing I would have done in front of people, I remember being like probably 12 and I think we went to like Universal Studios or something like that and they have like all these little shows that, yeah, you know, like totally. Nickelodeon stages, you know? <laughs> and I think I was like, <laughs> I don't even think it was televised. It was just like for that audience. But I felt like, you know, like I love this. I love like performing and being in front of people. It was so much fun. Um, but I, so I didn't really do any acting at all. Um, but and, it was just but a always scene been a, inside of you. It was just there. Yeah, man. It always been a dream of mine, you know? And, and I, I did um, some Taekwondo and kickboxing when I was younger you know, kind of tying back into the Jean-Claude Van Damme thing. And that was something that it just came out of me naturally. You know, oh. it just came out of me naturally. It was like the easiest thing for me to be good at. One of the easiest things for me to be good at. And, it, you know, in, in Taekwondo and stuff, it's not super violent in case people are listening and they're all opposed to that. It's more It's more about technique and sport and stuff like that. Um, anyway, uh, so, yeah, I I, I uh, went to school. Um, I actually joined YWAM when I was about 21. Wow. And then went to college after that. And um, what was your major in college
0: when you wanted to be an actor? Then you go off to normal. Yeah,
1: you know, man, I went. (laughs) I actually ended up studying religious studies, okay, and uh, which was great, man, because at the time I was looking at being involved in ministry. um, And I did end up being a youth pastor for about six years, almost six years. Um, and I, I went to school near Chicago and, and ended up being a youth pastor in that same area. You know, it was one of those things, man. I, I got out of YWAM and I didn't know exactly what the Lord had for me. And I just, I had this kind of testimony and story about how the Lord like radically changed my life and how I, I met him in very real ways. And I just felt led to share that with young people. Wow. So I think that was kind of the inspiration there. And I really, I feel like it was just a, it was definitely the Lord. It was just a momentary thing and it was a gift. And I'm really glad I did it but it wasn't like a life calling thing yeah. right? it wasn't like a destiny thing um so but anyway that's what I so I studied this um religious studies like youth ministry and stuff like that and then I was a youth pastor in Chicago uh so when I say Chicago sometimes people imagine me like you know working the streets man like going hard <laughs> after the <laughs> the murder no this of is the very white collar neighborhood man this is very white collar <laughs> problems like Average median median income is like three hundred thousand dollars. You know, oh, this wow. is not an impoverished area. Yeah. But you know, the poverty then is that you know you have fatherlessness just because not because dads don't live in the house because they're working all the time and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, making the money.
0: Which sounds like a great uh, precursor to before you get in the industry because it's <laughs> very similar. Yeah, when you do ministry yeah. and like that kind of area, and then you go into the entertainment industry, where you're like, oh wow, this is poor in spirit. You know, it's poor. Stuff. Yeah. But it's in a, yeah, yeah
1: man it's, yeah it's not um it doesn't you know money and and the fame ultimately don't i mean don't get me wrong it's nice to be able to pay your bills and stuff like that but those things don't ultimately satisfy you can be sitting in a in a fancy house with a million fans on instagram and feel lonely and empty inside absolutely. you know it's a it's a possibility outside. yeah yeah so you you yeah, went into ministry and then
0: how did you go from ministry back into ywam film school
1: yeah um and this is kind of where, you know, the, the tidbits of like hearing from the Lord kind of begin to come Absolutely. in for the listeners here. Um, you know, I, I really first learned about hearing the voice of God when I was with YOM doing my discipleship training school. Um, and just re- like being taught, the perf- you know, the, how to operate in the prophetic, you know, how to hear from God. Um, how to converse with god how to sh- you know get a word for somebody or you know int- you know interpret pictures that he gives you and stuff like that and uh and that has that has been one of the largest gifts that in, of my entire life I love that. is learning and and so and i'm a youth pastor right in this um you know a little bit more conservative uh denomination when i get back from YWAM. and i'm and i'm dumbfounded that people you know feel like the gifts uh, you know don't operate anymore and I'm I'm coming in this bright eyed just super <laughs> enthusiastic guy yeah, missionary stuff, <laughs> the mission field and I'm like alright man let's go after God and pray in tongues and teach you all this stuff and people are like you know they're just like whoa dude you know There was actually one guy. Slow down. Yeah. I overheard one guy one time say, Hey, man, if we ever hear somebody speaking in tongues in this church, we're taking them out the door. And I was like, All right, well, that's not going to be happening here, you know, at this moment. So, um, but it was fun teaching these kids that, right? I I got to pass on to them, you know, in the most kind of neutral way possible that I, you know, was trying not to offend what it looks like to hear the voice of God and teach them stuff like that. It was a real riot. Anyway. I love that
0: for people who are listening because I, I feel like in a lot of those kinds of churches that God has these hidden plants, you know, mm. who are like in yeah. there saying, let's go after intimacy. You you know, yeah. you don't just get saved by hearing God's voice. You actually walk with them. And I love that you're an example mm. of that in this very affluent area that you're like this, this hidden plant who's teaching these kids, mm. giving them a <laughs> yeah. foundation for something that the adults are going, we'll kick him out. And they have no idea. Yeah. The kids are like <laughs> having like a covert move of God. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, it is, man. And, and you know, a lot of it's about language, you know, and first of all, seeing that if you see that there's a gap there between where you're at and where other people are, like where, where God wants to bring people, then you can be patient, right? Building a bridge, inviting them across. Um, so it was a lot about language wow. and, you know, the context of the moment. It's like, hey, we're going to do outreach. Let's pray about where we should go. Exactly. And then kind of say, hey, if you get something that comes to mind, you know, and then we'll share notes after we pray and we'll see where we are all kind of feeling led to, you know, and, and from that, then they start having the same ideas and you're like, Hey, by the way, I really feel like God just spoke to you all. And they see it at that moment. Cause they're yeah. like, wow, we just had, both had the same picture. That's crazy. And then it's super easy. And it doesn't feel as, as intimidating as like, you know, getting up and <laughs> somebody's, you know, shouting and just going Absolutely. crazy for it. I've always told everyone I'm a <laughs>
0: glorified youth pastor. When people ask, what do you feel like with ministry? I'm like, I teach really basic <laughs> principles about hearing God. I'm trying to rebrand mm. some of the language. Like mm-hmm. we use the word prophetic, even though it's a controversial word to some camps, just because it's actually a biblical right. word. Prophecy, prophecy, these kinds of what prophetico And so I'm just taking yep. biblical words and trying to break them down, translate them. So I love what you're saying, because I, I feel like language is so important in how we just communicate and we bring it into our mm-hmm. normal, real lives versus this weird charismania and Pentecostalism that's got a little crazy at times that's, that's yeah. thrown people off. So I, I, I love that about your heart.
1: Man, thank you. No, that's uh, that's something that, you know, when um, we first connected at the uh, Bethel Creative Conference yeah. this, earlier this year. And uh, and it was so fun. That, and that was actually, I, I have heard of you before that, but that was the first time I actually heard you speak. And it was so refreshing um, to hear somebody that is normal, right? That I didn't get a preacher <laughs> voice from you, which immediately... The preacher voice—I could—I could vomit right now just thinking about it. <laughs> Somebody tried turns on the voice. preacher it voice, work for me. <laughs> <laughs> dude. It's like, hey, man, if that's your style, or whatever. Exactly. But, dude, it—it it makes us feel so distant from God I think that you have to put on this persona. You know, if that's yeah. what you're getting from the front of the church, you know that—that that there's this certain hype you got to carry. It's like, ugh, God, you're just not representing the heart of the, of the Father in Absolutely. that case. You know.
0: Right. It's funny because it's such a, there's so many things that can, you can be in control of that turn people off just by emotional, social intelligence. And it's like the church I think is getting that, like we're getting globalized and understanding like we don't have to have that now, but it's been, so I appreciate it too. When we met, I just felt such a kindred kind of heart, you know, just like similar heart Mm. and I was just excited about you because I mean, you've come from, I love that you started when you were 30. It reminds me of, I can't say who it is, but there's a pretty well known actor who God told him to start acting and he wasn't. He was 32 when he started and now he's like 50 wow. and he's been so many things but like wow he never felt qualified because he didn't really have the background for it and the first mm-hmm. producer told him a director told him i'm so glad you didn't have the background uh, of acting classes because i would have had to mm-hmm. untrain you and i don't know if you would have made it but it's so good that you came mm-hmm. raw with raw talent and so i think it, wow. it's so inspirational to people to hear someone like you who started like really your dream at 30 and are starting to move into mm-hmm. your dream now, so that they, I mean, because there's all these people who are waiting for everything, you know, but don't believe they're they're young enough for it anymore, or that, that they're mm-hmm. relevant anymore. Yeah. And yet, I love how God had Elizabeth have a baby as one of the biblical stories. Mm. It's like, you know, yeah. I love these kinds yeah. of stories where God's like, I actually have a different timing. I'm eternal. God, it's such so a I gift, do, you know, man. So I love such that about a gift. your life because 30 in the in our industry can seem old. Yeah, and it's actually like but who plays the dads who plays the grandfathers who plays you know the maturity and that's and that there's Mm. actually more roles of maturity than immaturity
1: right now yeah
0: and so but there's that 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 viewpoint of like it's relevant to start later but it totally I mean Morgan Freeman at 52 or whatever started acting which is amazing (laughs)
1: yes yeah there's there's, there is some hope out there man yeah but echoing what you're saying man I I love that um, as well man like time like right the lord gives back what was stolen right so if there's been like a period in life where there's been like waiting or loss or tragedy there's nothing saying and maybe maybe years you feel like your prime has passed there is nothing absolutely saying that that you're not going to get that time back you and know? i there's love that scripture I can't god does anything that
0: god will restore yeah the me, of evil. Like <laughs> me neither it's like god restores what and, and there's redemption where he has to redeem time sometimes when we've we've made mistakes mm. and, and, and we've kind of missed our opportunities. And so he redeems it to the fullness, but mm. there's restoration, which means that he restores it as if it was never lost.
1: And mm. I love that.
0: And I think I just mm. feel it on you. I think it's so good, but you are older than 30
1: now. So let's you better go slow down I'm about the fall out over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you can, um, but, but you're, you're
0: older than 30. You, you were just in heart of yeah. Age, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. But, um, yeah. and I, I, really love this movie and I want to talk about that. I, I talked about it in the introduction, but, uh, I'm telling you like, like you were obviously made for this. So how did you, mm. I'm, I'm asking you the question the third time because we're, we're getting on good <laughs> bunny trails. How did you get to? We're remember? having fun, bro. We're it. just not, not, getting not getting where we want to guys, go so quite yet. <laughs> no, I, I don't have an agenda. I want to hear what God, how God brought you where he got you to. And that's all. So yeah. I love this. So, tell me how you got yeah. to Wyoming. God obviously spoke to you. You're on staff at a church. And well, you decide- I mean,
1: yeah. Yeah. So, I was on staff at a church. Um, it was funny. So, um, and, you know, those of you who are listening from colder regions right now, I don't know when this is going to air, but, <laughs> you know, we're rolling up on Christmas time. And uh, I was living in Chicago at the time. And it was probably, I want to say, probably some like January or February. And that, is actually like, there's usually like a week or two in that January, February time frame where it's like 20 below zero. that's when the Lord tells you to leave. Bro, (laughs) so I get up in the morning, I wake up, laying in bed, look outside, foot of snow on the ground, and just like, hey Lord, is there, like what's on your mind? Like what are you thinking about this morning? Like is there anything you want to say to me? And I just like super clearly in my spirit just heard, Hawaii, <laughs> and oh. I look back out the window, and I'm like, this one might have been Justin, not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's when you get and you
0: start saying, look what the Lord has done.
1: No. Come on, man, just start rejoicing. I started laying hands on myself to receive that word, man. <laughs> exactly. You're like,
0: this is glory. <laughs> yes,
1: there is glory. I'm like, Lord, send a sign, and I looked out, and the foot of snow was there, and that was my sign. Um, so, so I was like, uh, you know, but knowing that I really sensed that it was from God, you know, I, I learned to discern, you know, it's not always super clear, but this one felt clear. I was like, all right, Lord, well, what's, what's this about? Why? You know, and I started asking the question, if this is really you, um, like make it clear, like what's going on, what do you wanting? kind of thing. Um, so, I, and I don't remember the exact timeline, but it was, you know, within, I would say, a week, I, it was more clear and he began to speak more. And what he started to say to me was, um, I'm gonna take you out to Hawaii to be a part of, I felt like it was like part of some kind of big event that was gonna be going on. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, that's a little more specific, right? Cause I'm thinking, I'm like, I don't know anybody in Hawaii. The only time I had ever been there was on a layover going to my discipleship school. Um, you know this would have been like eight, nine years earlier. Wow, um, and I had a layover when I was on my way over to New Zealand. Um, I'm like, I don't know anybody, so then this like extra word about like this event. I'm like, okay, and then the Holy Spirit like reminded me, Hey man, there's a YWAM base over there. I was like, Oh, yeah, there's a YWAM base. I remember reading that in this book. Um, that Lauren Cunningham wrote called, is that really you God about hearing the voice of God, which is book. one of the most, Oh my, oh gosh. my gosh, dude. Yes. <laughs> it's so incredible. Like anybody, if anybody's listening to this, you got to pick up this book. Is that really you God By Lauren Cunningham with Janice Rogers, his sister co-wrote it with him. And I have to say that cause I know her. So it would be it's insulting funny. if you leave out the co author. Um, and it's just full of so many fun, uh, exciting like just real stories it's just full of stories it's like I, I think I read it like twice in a row and I never read it at the time I like hated reading I just like could not get enough of it it was so fun that's amazing um, but I remember in that book um, t- they talked about this mission base in Hawaii this yman base so I was like oh yeah well let me check out their website and see if they have some kind of event going on so I get online click 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 and sure enough they had this big 50th anniversary celebration at the end of that year and this was like 2010 I
0: yeah, guess. yeah i remember when it was happening
1: yeah so they had right they had the big thing big to do and all these people come from all over the world together together and remember all that the lord had been doing in the first 50 years of this ministry and i've i had a sense that like yeah that's it that's where i need to be so it's interesting right because like with each kind of like i get like a little hint from the lord or a word and i'm like I kind of have this question, but I'm like leaning in a little bit. And then he kind of gives a little bit more, right? He's like leading me down this path. It wasn't like the whole thing right at once, you know? So yeah, I had this word. So going out to this event in Hawaii, this 50th anniversary celebration. And then I sensed that the Lord was like, when you're out there, I'm going to speak to you about the plans that I have for your future. Like super clear. Nice. Like I'm taking you out there for this. I'm going to start stirring things and reminding you of things and speaking new things into you. So it got all the more intriguing, right? I'm like, oh, this is super interesting. And it wasn't blooming audible voice, right? So there's still like a 10% like, eh, ah, you know, like, is this Laura? Like, what's going on <laughs> here? This is weird. Because um, it was so like random, right? Super random. And I think the funny thing is when I look back now, I think like probably a couple of weeks before that I was, I was out um, looking up at the sky and just praying and I had something stir inside of me. That just kind of reminded me that I was called to be one that went, like I'm called to be a sent one, kind of thing, like a. Yeah. And I just like had this moment of feeling like I'm gonna go ahead and realign with that and just go ahead and say, yeah, God, I know that you call me to be a sent one, and I'm willing to go. Because um, right, it's easy when you get you know a paycheck, even if it's not a lot, you know, passed the salary, but it's coming in every week, and it's just you know, life is kind of easy. And then, you know, it got comfortable, which is fine and great. But then it was like, um, I just felt a stirring to kind of be like, okay, I know what you made me to do. And I'm willing to do that still. And then lo and behold, not that much later, we find ourselves in this position. Um, wow. Um So, so it's interesting, right? And I'm a youth pastor. And I'm like, well, how am I going to get to Hawaii now? So <laughs> like, I, I like, I'm like, dude, I think I have some Delta miles. So I looked Look at my Delta miles. I'm like, I need like X amount more. But it's still like more money than I had just to like buy the extra miles to get my free ticket basically, you know. But then I noticed they had like a credit card offer. And like you get this credit card and you spend, make any purchase, then they give you all these points. And that would have been enough. So I got the credit card and I bought a pack of gum and I paid the credit card off. That's amazing. <laughs> and so for, you know, 50 bucks in a pack of gum, I got to Hawaii, uh, you know, because they charge you the fees and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, just, I mean...
0: Lesson learned for those who are listening. <laughs> you and a pack of gum and a credit card offer might get you to your Come destiny. On. <laughs> Come <laughs> on, man. It's so true. Exactly. You
1: know, and, and it's... Right, some of this stuff is like these minute details, but it's, it's fun, man, to think back and just remember like, you know, because money is a concern right? when you're stepping out to follow the voice of the yeah. Lord.
0: Well, it's kind of reverse engineering. Like, how did I get the faith to do this? What are the steps? Yeah. And I like that, to be able to look back and go... If this hadn't happened, and this hadn't happened, and this yeah. hadn't happened, I wouldn't have got here. It, it, and you just kind of, you, you had enough of a drive to actually go after it, to say, I have to be creative. What are the creative solutions? And then yeah. God's like, don't let it hold you back that you don't have the money. Like, no. There's
1: ways. There are ways, man, and, and maybe it means you're driving ways. I mean, who knows? Um, <laughs> driving exactly. with ways. Um, exactly. But um, but no, it's so true, man. Like, And dude, how gracious is God, Right. So I mean, sometimes like he'll call us these massive things that like, look super impossible, but the fact that it was like that was not like a super difficult. It was like a bit of an adventure and a discovery to like find a way to get a flight to Hawaii on a pastor's salary. But it was like pretty easy, right? Like he reminded me of this thing. Like he's just so gracious to like to like gently lead us down this path, right? He's not like always trying to like test us and challenge us. He's like, no, oh, God, yeah. I'm trying to help you, you know. <laughs> So I, and you know, even when I got out there, you know, I, I ended up being able to, they set up some tents on their soccer field. It was like eight bucks a night to like camp in a tent with two strangers. So I did that, you know, and it was like, it was fun, you know? So so I get out to Hawaii and, um, I know I'm trying to fast forward so your podcast isn't three hours long. Um, <laughs> I get out to Hawaii and, and I remember, um, just a, a real sweet presence of the Lord. Like he was just like, I just sensed, like, from the get-go, like, he just really wanted me to have fun and enjoy myself, which is, right. it's not, like, necessarily, like, directly correlated with, with the story about hearing God's voice to get into the industry, but just this thing of, like, like God's leading isn't always, like, this, it's not, like, this big heavy thing, right? He's, like, super yeah. interested in just delighting us, you know, and I really think that's actually why you called me into, um, into this field is because he knows I love it, you know, like, he knows that it delights wow. me. I think that's, like, the entire purpose wow. for him doing that. And I think people will get reached from that, but he's not using me right as a tool. He's delighting in me as a son that. and giving me a so gift. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, which is like so easy. To, like that's there are so many misconceptions that we carry sometimes about how God acts for us and stuff like that. And so it was just really no, sweet because
0: you're you're addressing kind of that fundamental performance issues, mm, yeah, theologically why people use the prophetic there. Because they feel used by God, they use the prophetic and they mm. get used, you know. Versus people who mm. are, if they're in relationship and have a healthy identity, than their and their sons or daughters, then it's like a it's a privilege and a joy to walk it mm. out. You don't feel like you're on demand all the time having to do something right. for God. You get to right. So I love what you just said. That's so good. I
1: keep going though. I'm sorry. No, I don't, no, I want to interject. Yeah, please, Sean Bowles, <laughs> don't interrupt me, man. <laughs> Dude, I actually it's a bummer. I'd actually I want to interview you next. I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I always feel weird and I'm sure you know how I feel like you do like interviews or something and like and it's like I'm just talking the whole time and I'm I'm a, more of a conversationalist you know not, not that I can't go on rants you know yeah. but I like to talk back and yeah. forth so I always feel kind of weird after these
0: <laughs> well we're enjoying it Good. so keep going
1: um, so yeah I land there and just this sense of like enjoy right have fun and met some met some cool people made some buddies right we're hitting the beach we're doing all this fun stuff together and it's great and um And just like cruising around one day and I just felt like the Lord's like, begin to walk toward the dreams and the visions I've given you in the past. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. like how do I walk toward the dreams and visions? Like, I don't know. And what specifically are you talking about, Lord? And he reminded me of two things. One of them was I I was at this incredible ministry, like I want to say in North Carolina or something like that, right before I went to do my DTS with YWAM. Um, this is, dude, this is like 2002, you know, summertime 2002 or something like that. I'm like 21 years old and uh, this cool like three-day retreat with a, a bunch of college guys and just about sensing the presence and the love of God and people are just blessing you, cooking you food and just taking, it's just a great thing. Nice. And the last night of this, they set it up where you they you don't know where you're going you get in this van and they take you to this church and the lights are off and you walk in and you open the doors and it's all the all these people that you know like drove hours to be there and surprise you and they're just holding candles and like singing worship songs and they're just there to hug you and leave literally that's it and it's like dude it's incredible it's like literally walking into heaven right like these people drove hours just to hug you tell you they love you and then leave and then you're left in there with this like overwhelming right emotion of like God's love and kindness. And you're just like worshiping just like, you know, fifteen, twenty guys, whatever it was, just spending time just worshiping and praying for a couple hours, whatever it was. Um, and in in that place was probably one of the times and this is before I even learned about hearing the voice of God, right? Um, I'd had several encounters, like really radical Holy Spirit encounters, but I didn't really know that language or like know how to operate in that on a regular basis but it was probably one of the clearest conversations like back and forth conversations i've had with god in my entire life and and it wasn't audible again but it was close enough where it was like very very 100 percent clear this is the lord anyway in that place i'm conversing back and forth with the lord and he's just being super kind to me and you know delighting me again and just um being a good father and and then I see this vision pop up before my eyes and it's as clear in my mind as if I was watching it. And it's crazy because this has been 16 years ago and I can still remember it as if it was yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Um, and, and the vision is, is this fire starting out in California, which, you know, this is, it was a good fire. It wasn't a bad fire. <laughs> uh, this fire kind of like... Good clarification. Yeah, let me clarify right now. It's sensitive too soon. Um, this good holy spirit type fire started in like north central california and it be and out of that like shot these beams of light or fire or something and inside of those beams were i could see these little figures they were like disciples being sent out and everywhere they landed moving from california or out east and even up to uh, canada and south and, and and then next thing you know like the whole entire world was covered with these little fires and the whole earth was emblazed and, and i saw the the cross, you know, representing Jesus just lifted high above the earth, and wow. and I just felt like I didn't know what it meant or how or, or anything like that. I just felt like at some point, I was going to be a part of helping to start that first fire, and I didn't know what it meant. I still wow. don't, honestly, but this is one of the two things that came to mind when the Lord said, start to walk toward the visions I've shown you in the past, and the second one was, I, want to, I looked back at some journals uh, not that long ago to find out when exactly it was, and it was 2008. I had this idea and it wasn't like some kind of huge vision or anything exciting. It was just like disturbing this desire. I'm like, man, somebody needs to make a film about King David, like a battle film, you know, like 300, like something really well done. Yeah. Like, dude, these stories yeah. are so cool. And just to open up people to the idea that the Bible even exists, that you can look inside of it and find out things about God, you know, would, even if that's the only like you know, purpose for the kingdom it accomplished on earth, like, that would be cool, but, man, this would be awesome to see. So I have these two things that come to mind, you know, and um, probably that, I think later on that day, after he said to walk toward these visions, it was either that day, or maybe the next, I go to, like, the big gathering, right, there's, like, a couple thousand people there, and songs and dance, and it's fun, and all this stuff, get up on stage, who I'd never heard of before introduces himself as David Cunningham, the film director. His parents started YWAM. And and he says, I just wanted to share with you guys, super excited. We just got the rights to this book series called The Line of War Trilogy, first book called Day of War. We're making a film based on these books and they're all about King David and his mighty men. And I was just like, what? Like, mind blown. You know, I'm sitting here. Like, the Lord just reminded me about this vision. Like, brought me to Hawaii. He spoke for me to go to Hawaii when I'm laying in bed in the morning. So like, awesome. I, like seven or eight months earlier, whatever it was. And here I am sitting here. And I have no experience in the film industry. All I know is I always wanted to be an actor. And I'm sitting here in my mouth. I'm just like, I'm looking around. I'm like, Did he, is anybody else hearing what he's saying? And I'm watching the visuals they're showing on the screen. I'm like... This is insane. I, and I still had no like inkling that the Lord was going to bring me into actually doing something with that, right? Because it's just so far-fetched. But I was sitting there hearing yeah. this and it was confirmation from everything I had heard and walked into over the last, you know, since earlier that year. And and I forgot to mention that actually, like this intro video played, which this is, and I wish I would have said this before because it really teed it up. For me, in the moment, this intro video played and actually I know the guys that made it out, so it's really cool. But the whole, um, the whole kind of like um, motto for this 50th anniversary celebration was the flame goes forward, right? Because they started this flame and it's spreading Mm. around the world and they made an intro video where there's this Hawaiian fire dancer like spitting this fire and he like lights this other guy's fire stick and he starts doing it and next thing you know, it backs up and you see the whole earth covered with all these little fires, dude. (laughs) Dude, I was out of my mind. I was like, dude, that's like almost exactly my (laughs) vision. It was just so it's just so wild. What's that?
0: Wow. You're you're here you were right in the right place at the right time for Yeah, sure.
1: it was just so wild, you know. So like, I I wow. it's you know, that kind of stuff, like you you wouldn't you like I didn't even think to ask God to do that kind of stuff, right? Never would have dreamt of it. It's just No, like, I mean you you can't No, you
0: can't. You didn't you didn't even know. I mean that's just so amazing. Yeah, so crazy. So wow, I I remember talking
1: to David about okay.
0: uh, the Line of War series and 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 one of the parts I love that I just want to add into your story, even though it's not directly your story, it's Lauren Cunningham's story. When he made, mm-hmm. when he when he created that land there, when he bought it from the government or whoever bought it yeah. from, um, he actually put inside there that they were going to have a film studio one day just in mm-hmm. case. And his son yep. was like, Dad, we're not going to go to California. We're looking for a place. We've gone to like five locations yep. to find the perfect place to plant a film studio. And really the only place we could think of is here on the land mm-hmm. because it's actually... Perfectly, but we don't know if we can zone it or whatever. And Lauren said, actually, it's already zoned yeah. for that. I created that in the zoning when I first yeah, planted just this case. land with, as a team, right. just in case. <laughs> and so they were able to build the studios yeah. there because Lauren just wanted to cover the base, just like someone might have a vision for this one. Yeah. And they have like, they're building the biggest studios in Hawaii. Yeah. There, yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah,
1: it's insane. And, uh, you know, I, I actually ended up being out there and working with those guys on um, helping to build That's those so things. Awesome. So that I have a background in construction too, so you know, I I eventually did end up, you know, um, not to jump too far, I eventually did end up working with David. Um, And sometimes that meant us, because we were kind of squatters on the YWAM base there, we had offices we were held up in, we were just trying to develop this day of war film. Um, And uh, so that meant, you know, in order to be able to stay there and eat food there, we had to help out somehow. (laughs) So they did this big like, pushed to get this building built, um, so with my construction background, I was, like, trying to hide in the corner so they wouldn't make me leave the, the comfort of the office and movie making and put me on the construction site, but I, I did that <laughs> for a little while, but, man, and, you know, That's and amazing. Lauren, man, anytime I get a chance, um, you know, like, you, there's always haters, right, you have haters, I'm sure, you know, people that say stuff about you, Lauren Cunningham has haters, and it's just, like, this is, like the kindest, most gentle, genuine, happy, fun human in the world, Lauren Cunningham, right? He's just the yeah. best guy and like the most like sincere and genuine and like n- yeah, no, totally. he's not contriving or trying to do it. He's super generous. He's just such a great guy. Anyway, I was like to to plug Lauren when I get a chance to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does. Who knows Lauren? He's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Wow. So like what was the transition from you hear this? Do you have this like epic moment where, God's culminating your whole life yeah. and just kind of sending you, yeah. launching you into something. Yeah, What happened?
1: You know, it's it's funny, like, looking back now, like, I can feel emotional, like, just at the goodness of God. Um, but in that moment, I I literally still had no idea He was going to do anything with all this. I mean, right, that's like that's like any of us, right? Like, God says something kind to us, and we're just like, that's too good to be true. And you just kind of don't even... It doesn't even sink in, right? It just didn't... I wasn't, yeah. like, in unbelief. I just didn't have the next step and it just wasn't sinking in. Um, So I go back to my job as a youth pastor um, and it was like, again, it's fun to look back at the calendar. I think it was actually six days later. I missed church on that Sunday, got back on Monday and I think six days later on that Sunday, a church split began to happen at that church I was working at. And it was, you know, nobody had really done anything wrong at all. It was just, you know, disgruntled people that wanted you know, stuff to go a different direction kind of thing, you know, it was totally petty and of the enemy, and it, it didn't need to happen. Anyway, in the middle of all that, I'm like, all right, Lord, what should I do in this moment? Like, what's going on? And he's like, don't worry about it. I'm like, what do you mean, don't worry about it? And like, <laughs> I'm, one of the, I'm one of the pastors of this church, um exactly. and it's about to go through this the worrying is my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like yeah it's like my job and then i'm concerned about the people and everything. he's like don't worry about it he's like this this isn't for you to worry about i'm going to fight on your behalf you don't even have to think about it i am taking you into the plans i have for your future so uh, in this moment of like there are You know, again, like nothing really bad happened at all, but it was like still, right, finger pointing is going on and like, I just felt like the Lord's saying like, don't defend yourself, don't say anything, don't do anything, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter for your life (laughs) to say one word in defense of anything you've ever done or not. Um, And, you know, so I'm in this big meeting where they're like, you know, I mean, it, it was stupid stuff. It's like we're wanting to change leadership style or something like that. It was, you know, no kind of controversy at all. And to just sit there and, like, you know, these guys are wanting to control this and, and just be quiet. And it was, like, such a gift. I, I found it extremely exhilarating to learn that the Lord's, like, he's pretty hardcore, man. Like, that to me is, like, it was, like, a really, it's like, a ballsy thing for him to ask me to do. And he's, like, don't, don't even think about it, you know. It's, like, the big confident guy thing to do is, like, not care what the little guys are, you know, Talking smack about you, and it it was just cool to to learn that about God's character in that moment. He was like, "Don't even think about it, and that's not any of your concern." So I didn't, man. So that and as all that was going down, I'm like, and I felt called to resign, so I went ahead and resigned, and um, and I was like, you know, what's next? And um, I I had a sense that the Lord was reminding me about the film thing, the film thing, the film thing, you know. And I'm like, I don't know anything about filmmaking like, let me try and get in touch with David, and I'm, like, sending emails, like, to the YWAM base, and not getting through, trying to talk to friends that might know, and just so I can be, like, dude, I had this crazy vision, the Lord led me to hear you say this, and I don't want to do next. Anyway, I could not get a hold of this guy, and Holy Spirit, like, reminded me about this conversation I'd overheard about some people talking about this film school at the YWAM base when I was there in Kona, so I get online, and I check it out, you know, and you know, and I'm like kind of giving the Lord this bit of this kind of ultimatum. Like, well, if it fits into my schedule, God, if it, if this happens to line up with when I'm like feeling free to go, then I'll consider it. You know, and it happened to, and right in the Lord's grace, <laughs> He's just kind of like laughing at me, He's like, oh, you're so cute. Um, so it, it lines up, and I ended up. You know, there's tons of other stuff in there. I mean, even you know, miraculous things like last-minute changes. I was going to move to California first, and then go to Hawaii, and just all these different ways that the Lord like directs us and changes our path, right? And sometimes it comes through. I can't. I I don't want to spend. I don't. I don't have three thousand dollars to spend to like rent a U-Haul and drive across the country. And then it's like, well, I guess wow. the new leading is I'm going to sell all my stuff and just go right to Hawaii instead of right. So it's like wow. sometimes we kind of discover right along the way. <laughs> and so i get out to hawaii and it's you know um it's the first my first class is the day after i get there and it was my 30th birthday and and i think the second week david uh in was the speaker at the school and, and i'm sitting here like just kind of stirred right i'm like i'm out here because of all this crazy stuff that happened but like I don't want to be, like, this yeah. overexcited guy. It's like, hey, man, I had this dream. You know, like, yeah, you know, like, hire me and all this stuff. Like, I have no experience. You should let me run your film department, you know, or whatever. Oh. I should be David. I should be David, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, like, everybody's dream, and I, I had so many conversations yeah. with people that, are like, dude, yeah, you should be David. And I'm like, man, that's just not how it works, man. <laughs> like, that would be great, but that's just not how it works, you know. Um, You know, new actor, never done it before, $60 million budget film. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Um <laughs> so uh I but I ended up talking to him uh probably a couple of days into this and um just kind of sharing a little bit about this crazy journey and he's like well, I'd love to to talk more so let's connect you know kind of at the end of your school and see where you're at um and, and kind of a fun moment in there is like I think at the end of his week of teaching he invited everybody up to his house he lives there not far from the Wyoming base in Kona and we're up there, like, running around his property playing, like, sardines or something like that, right? Like, roasting marshmallows or whatever. And it was this hilarious moment where I'm I'm in the back of his pickup truck with him and his daughter, who's probably 10 at the time. We're, we're both, we're, like, inches from each other's faces, like, hiding, like, breathing like on each other's faces, basically. And I'm, I just had this moment of, like, this is stupid. Like, I would... I felt led to find this guy, you know, and I couldn't find him. And here I am like three inches from his nose in the back of his pickup truck <laughs> playing sardines <laughs> with him, you know. It was just just so cool to see how the Lord did all that stuff, you know. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm in the back of the truck, you know, with David and, and just this epiphany of like like culmination right, like, wow, like all this stuff. And here I am, like I have no idea what's going to happen next, but the Lord just worked so many things out. And um, so I ended up connecting with David after my, my acting school. Um, it was like six months total and he invited me to come out and again, like minimal film experience at this point. Um, I ended up jumping in with his team. I think at first I was like kind of like office chaplain, right? (laughs) I was a youth pastor. was like, that was my degree. He was like, Hey man, come in. You can like, lead our devotionals and like mentor some of our young guys and stuff like that. And like, cool dude. Like, I don't know where else to go. So let's start here. And, um, and it was so fun, man. And I, and I look back at all that I learned just hanging out with these guys, right? I mean, I eventually, probably within within two years, maybe th- three years. I worked with them for a couple of years. Within probably three years, um, I was working on a team with David and a couple others there, and we began um, a startup company that was helping to launch new entertainment franchises, working in conjunction with the state of Hawaii. And I was the director of outreach and communication, you know, traveling around the islands, headhunting new, wow. you know, so I'm just like, I, I you know, like <laughs> just learn just by sitting in the room with these guys. It was just such a wild journey. Yeah. And I think all that stuff kind of led into, um, you know, cause I ended up going on the road and kind of doing like some promotions with the day of war team, just kind of leading up to pre-production and when the film still has been made, we were just looking for some funding at the time and you know, opportunities to like speak in front of 70,000 people, which I got to do, you know. So just all this experience that I got that like leads me to where I am now uh, and being able to do what I do has just been so cool to look back on, you know.
0: No, I love that. And I love how God probably took a lot of experience from a lot of different angles of your life to just build those moments, which is so, I mean, you were the right man for the job, but you said no. No, no idea. It's so amazing. (laughs) So how did you go from there? Okay, so you were working with YM, You were working with David specifically yeah. on the Day of War movie with this new film company startup, which was award-winning. You guys were doing great. Yeah. How did you go from there to actually – because I, I read in your bio about like you started to do stunts, which is one of your passions. Yeah. And then you went from that into this movie that I absolutely love, which is your first breakout role, yeah. uh, Heart of Man. And I just think like what is that transition? How do you go – did you have to audition for that? Did you – like we're, yeah. we're we're gonna skip some of the stories just because we don't. Ha- I love your story. and Your story. I think it, you're so articulate that it helps to train people to think about their story. Mm. Honestly, well, thank you. This is a great podcast. Thanks, man. I feel like uh, I ramble sometimes, so it's nice
1: to hear. You can always you can edit out yeah, whatever you need good. to if we need to go deeper into this part, <laughs> man. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, let's jump into stunt thing, man, because that's kind of a, a fun other little tidbit, right? That's like really um like an identity piece right something that's been in my in my heart something i've been excited about um since i was young and i think that's how the lord leads us a lot right like what gets gets us excited so um so i'm out there working with david and he's kind of like recruiting this team around him that are you know going to hopefully help be able to make this king david film and one of the guys that comes out is a dude named adrian Hine, um and he is uh one of the top stunt guys probably in the world. He ended up being, and he would laugh if, I, if you heard me say that, but he, he really has had incredible opportunities and has executed very, very well over and over again. He was um, Ryan Reynolds' fight double for Deadpool. So, <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah, so this, and he was, you know, double, he has done some doubling for Captain America. He was in 300, uh, The Watchmen, Superman, just, you know, all these huge films and he's so good at what he does, and he comes out to Hawaii, and he's, like, looking for somebody to train with, because he, like, well, you know, he has to keep moving, you know, and training and stuff. I'm, like, I like, I'm at the back of the room, like, my hand shoots up. I'm, like, dude, I don't have any stunt experience, but I've always wanted to do it, and I know Taekwondo, and I can wrestle, so at least I can take a hit. Let's do it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's, like, dude, yeah, that's awesome. Let's do it, man. So... We start jumping in and he, um, while we're just like, you know, just moving together, just, you know, staying fit and stuff like that and staying loose. You know, essentially teaches me how to do my own stunts just by proxy, you know. Wow. And um, so, you know, that, you know, that was, and he ended up being the stunt coordinator on the Heart of Man. So it was so cool to work with him uh, on that professionally, then also as a friend. And um, and it's just, man, just a dream come true. Uh, he's such a great guy and to learn from a friend right yeah and then to get that kind of caliber of training where now I feel good like walk onto a set and saying I I can do my own stunts and I feel very confident I can I've done it before but I was trained by this guy and they're like oh okay cool yeah yeah we'll let you do it you know kind of thing
0: no that's such a that's such a good interjection as far as how God even honors the little desires of our heart, not just the big ones. Oh, man. And that's and it's so defining because there's so many actors who don't do their own stunts. But when you do, mm-hmm. it's like you're a force to be reckoned with. Like a Tom Cruise. I mean, Tom Cruise does most of his own stunts yeah. and enjoys yeah. it. And it. And it actually yeah. causes his characters to have more life to him. Although most yeah. of his movies, you see him running and jumping off of roofs. Like you can dude, see when like
1: he's <laughs> Dude, I got mad respect for that guy. Jeez, totally. he's so intense. I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, so back to... Did you audition for Heart of Man? How did you find out about it? Like, were you part of the initial group that was formed yeah. in this movie? Because this movie was amazing.
1: Thank you so much, man. Um, no, so I was I was out in Hawaii, and I've been working with this um, entertainment accelerator. And it was just, like, stirring in me. I was like, this is fun and great, man, but I I have to be an actor. I just... Yeah. And there's, like, not much industry on the Big Island, which is where I was living at. And I wasn't feeling, like, the Oahu, uh, Honolulu thing. So I'm, like, my family's near Atlanta. I hear the industry is, like, blowing up out there. I can, like, crash at my dad's place while I get on my feet, like, do construction, make some money, um, and, you know, get an agent, get an acting classes. So I did that. So I left Hawaii at the um, at the end of 2014. And... Got back, got, um, got an agent, got plugged in some acting classes, um, which is huge, by the way. People might be hearing this, like, I want to be an actor. Is like, the first thing I tell people to do is get in classes because yeah, at the end of the it day, nice. it's a profession. And if you're not professional, then you're not going to work, you know? And that's where you beat people and stuff, too. Um, so I get into class. And at the end of my that time in Hawaii, right before I went back to Atlanta, um, a friend of mine comes up to me, uh, named Joel Angel, who ended up being um, an associate producer on *The Heart of Man*. He's like, "Hey, I got this team coming through, talking about this kind of prodigal son film that they want to make here, and we're going to look go look at some locations." And I was telling them about you, and I thought you'd be perfect for the role. And he's like, "He's like, they're not. It's not going to be cheesy. He's like, it's going to be gritty and raw, and it's going to be very real and transparent." And, like, dude, that sounds like exactly the kind of thing I'd love to be involved wow. with, right? Like, I don't want to necessarily be in Christian films, but if it's a well-made one that speaks the truth of the Father's heart, that's like, like, checks all the boxes, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, dude, finish your demo reel. Because I was, like, making my own demo reel, like, trying to learn how to edit on my Mac so I could just, <laughs> like, have, like, something, you know? Like half of He's like, finish Hollywood. your... Yeah, dude, yeah. So I'm, like... You know, it takes me like 30 hours to do what somebody could have done in 30 minutes probably that knew what they were doing. And I finally get him my demo reel. At this time, I'm back in the land. I email it over to him. And he gets back. Dude, they loved your reel. Um, I think they're considering maybe giving you a callback just by watching your reel. Wow. I was like, wow, that's awesome, man. And the funny thing was, it was I had done this like little promo thing for, for University of the Nations where I was like... And I do not know how to play violin. A friend like literally coached me for 30 seconds. And I had that in there just because I didn't have much to my name yet. I had that that little piece in this demo reel. It ended up being what they were like, oh, this guy can play violin. We need the guy to play violin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and, that's amazing. And I laugh about it with, with them now. I'm like, dude, that was like cut and I didn't like it at all. And I just kept it because I didn't have anything else in there. He's like, dude, that's what caught our eye. And I was like, wow. it's so wild such a gracious gift, man. <laughs> um, so, you know, fast forward a couple months and it's, um, God, I don't remember what month it was at this point, but it was getting closer to uh, 2014 and I'm sitting in Starbucks and I get a phone call uh, from casting director saying, hey, we loved your demo reel. We want to go ahead and push you through to callbacks. Um, is there anything you can be in Hawaii in like two weeks? for call and I was like dude I can't just be flying all over the place you know <laughs> like I don't have... but then again like Holy Spirit reminded me like not the money like I bought like a year earlier I canceled and I had to use it within that month and it was a flight from Atlanta to Hawaii wow and so I had this free ticket to get out there so I'm like for sure I'm going so I get out there and um and just just like the whole always my veins with passion when I walked in the room and just gave it my all. in and, and they kept me, it's always a good sign when they keep you in the room for like an hour, Yeah, keep having more other actors come in to work yeah. with you, you know, like the other actors, it means they want you to do it, you know? Um, so that was such a gift, man, to, uh, to, to land that role was such a gift. And it was so um, redeeming because, you know, when you're working as a missionary, man, it's first of all and then you're working in Hawaii which is like ridiculous nobody wants to support you and then you're in Hawaii making films there's like no way you're getting fully funded as a missionary yeah. you know so for years I like basically like in choice I'm like I'm just gonna live off of credit card and I'm gonna get done I'm gonna work hard and pay it off and I, that's what I did because I knew the opportunity was like so good I, I had some like donations but not enough you know yeah and it was so cool to go back to this place and instead of flying I had to do as a missionary and find the money for that. I get flown back and instead of like eating, you know, God bless the kitchen workers at the YMCA base for years gets old and you know, instead I'm at an ocean front view at, at the Hilton, you know, oh, <laughs> it's nice. like, and I'm working in this film and instead of being the chaplain and the lead actor and all my friends that I've worked with for the past years are in different departments on this film. It was just such a beauty and I got to do my own stunts, you know, it was, wow, picture perfect thing so now to see the impact that it's making um has been really really fun really I mean,
0: fun. ultimately i mean feel films are and stories are the great revealers of truth mm. and you guys just mm, did yep. such a good job you personally did a great job acting in this film obviously you i should, mean the, the film think. is kind of like a you know it, it didn't have the marketing budget of a blockbuster or whatever but it's mm-hmm. it's made its rounds i mean it's made its rounds in a major way and I haven't, I, I've talked to a lot of people out here in Los Angeles and a lot of my friends would be very critical towards, um, any Christian or faith based mm-hmm. project. And it's amazing how yeah, many the subject <laughs> they were like, a lot of the guys I talked to in particular, it opened up so much vulnerability and conversation for them. I mean, mm. I started to find out about the daddy issues. I started to find out about stuff mm. like our first conversation after a film wouldn't be like, Hey, what did you do for Thanksgiving? It was like, Oh my gosh, I've had pornography mm. addiction my whole life and I need to um, have a conversation mm. about like where to go with this. You know, like it mm-hmm. started like level level ten conversations vulnerability wise because the movie yeah. gave everyone courage. It fathered everybody. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I'm so encouraged by you being in this. And I know if you haven't seen this movie yet, and a lot of people haven't seen it, um, who are our listeners, I'm gonna encourage you to watch Heart of the Man, which you can get, I'm sure, on mm-hmm. iTunes. So uh, Yeah, it's it's
1: actually still on Netflix, uh oh, depending on I nice. think through February twenty nineteen it's on Netflix. Oh and, there you go, you can watch it for a Netflix account. You, Netflix you so. know, something about the heart of the heart of man, um that I love so much. Um and I, I want I want to journal- just so that even more of them will watch it. because I mean, it's it's not it's so easy to 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 promote it and I don't feel like um like I'm promoting myself because yeah. every time I watch it, I get like, like I, I'm i watching a scene that I'm in, but I'm like tearing up because of the love of the father. Right? Wow. Just, it, it's like blessed me so much, like ministered to me so much over and over again. But the, the great thing about this film is that, that that is what it's about. It's about the uncon- And It's not about masturbating. It's not about women looking at porn or masturbating. It's not about that. What it's ultimately about is about a loving father who if like where there's brokenness in our lives will sit down with us, smiling at us with happy eyes and us by asking the question why. He's not even telling us like, you better stop doing that, right? That's all like workspace stuff. He's saying like, let's figure it out and let me breathe some life onto that part of you and heal your soul wow. so, you don't, so you don't feel that hurt anymore. Yeah. and because then it changes everything right we feel like we're we know we're unconditionally loved we can come to him with anything and he actually heals it he doesn't just change our behavior oh it's so good
0: so good watch the gift. movie you guys thank you so much i just i'm so encouraged by your whole your whole story and thanks for being on the podcast and this is exploring the prophetic and you did a great job justin of just taking us on your own prophetic journey into the entertainment industry. Mm. Just around your heart and your obedience to God every step of the way out of His joy for you. So, thank mm-hmm. you. And thank you for being on. And, and how do people get a mm-hmm. hold of you in the future? Is there, do you have an IMDb site or a website that people can follow you? Yeah.
1: yeah, you can check out my IMDb. Um, and Instagram is probably the easiest way. Um, so, what's you your at sign Instagram? on Instagram?
0: Justin Torrance.
1: Uh no, it's like J to the (laughs) torrents. Good, we'll find you. My little rapper name. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly,
0: he's a SoundCloud rapper too. Just kidding. So no, so find. uh, It's been such
1: a gift, man. Thank you for having me. (laughs)
0: Oh, thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.